Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I think is going to be a really amazing show, uh, our Training Unleashed show. We're going to be talking about emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence training. Uh, before we get going, I want to thank my friends at the C-Suite uh, for their sponsorship and support for the TV show and the radio show. My guest is Candace Shogren. She is the founder and chief operating officer of the Boston Breakthrough Academy, uh, which is an emotional intelligence academy. And let me just start with like the simple, basic question. What is emotional intelligence? That's a great question, Evan. And thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm very excited. I've watched many, many episodes so far. So, um, uh, so what is emotional intelligence? From an employer's perspective, it's awareness. <laughs> Most simply put, emotional intelligence is awareness. Awareness of what am I bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? And how do we shift an otherwise tense situation into something that's, that's supportive to both of us? Um, you know, at, at BBA, we use emotional intelligence interchangeably with words like transformation, large format awareness, um, organizational behavior. These are all really interchangeable. So I think, and I, and I, I like doing this if we could, without mentioning a person's name, maybe just a case study of somebody that has gone through the training and what kinds of shifts and things they've made and why sort of they made them? Yeah, so I'll give you the case study of a person named Candace because I was a student in this training, so I can, I can give you that case study. And this is actually supportive for a lot of the employers that I talk to as well. So Candace was a um, mid-level executive of a fast-growing company on the West Coast um, and in the technology space. And she was a great individual contributor and was hitting her numbers um, and, and was very difficult to work with. So her coworkers were, were giving feedback of that you're a machine. She had some anger management issues at work, but she was a, a star performer. So, so from, you know, from everything on paper, she was, she was a great uh, addition to the team. But as, they were, as the company was looking at, is this person ready for management? The answer was no, because there was just something missing on the soft skills side of the house. So Candace decided to come to, through this training um, and, uh, and because she said, I, I want to make sure that I get my anger in check. And I also want to make sure that I'm an executive, a higher level executive in this company long term. So many people come like Candace come through because they're saying, I've recognized that what I have done so far in life has gotten me this far. It's not going to get me that far. It's not going to get me where I want to go next. And so they're proactive in saying, I want to know what I don't know. And I want to understand what's holding me back. So in this instance, um, the students like myself and, and other executives, mid-level executives come into BBA saying, okay, what are my blind spots? What am I not seeing? Why is it that my boss continuously tells me you're a star performer, but why does that but keep showing up in my life? And how can I break through that in order to, to be at the next level of whatever it is in life for me, whether that's being the next level mom or whether that's being the next level executive. So you went to the training. Mm -hmm. What was your experience at the training? How did you, um, how did the training support making this change for you? Yeah. So, so the beauty of emotional intelligence training or, or large format awareness training is that 
you come into an environment where you're in a room with other people. So you're, you're part of a team that's larger than yourself. And you're put into a simulation over the course of four months, which is a simulation of life. So, you know, there's gonna be times when you get hungry. There's gonna be times when you get tired and cranky. There's gonna be times when someone annoys you. There's gonna be times when a pers certain personality really triggers you. And you're going to recognize, like Candace did in this instance, you're gonna recognize, oh my goodness, the way I'm showing up in this classroom training environment is the way I show up every single day at home with my family or with my employees at work. And it allows you to practice in this simulation environment different ways of showing up, different behaviors, so that you can so that you can practice those in like the safety of a container where people don't really know you that well, so that you can take those skills back to your workplace or to your community. So for my audience, full candor, I have been through this training myself. <laughs> and um, for me, it was an amazing eye-opening experience because all the limiting beliefs and things that I had that were holding me back in life, I got to see and I got to work through. And, you know, obviously a business improvement, but also a personal improvement, a thing. In my company, um, when I see someone on my team that I believe in and I trust, I, I encourage them to go through the training. And I encourage them to go through the training because I know it will help them, I, I'll use the term, level up. Um, and what I really love is that what I get back in return is a much more confident person that deals well with the team, deals well with customers, and is also very grateful for the life-changing experience that emotional intelligence training is. Um, and so I, I wanted to share that because I think it's important when our listeners who are in the training world to understand the, the impact and the power um, that this training has. And just to, just to close out that case study that you asked about, um, so I am also an executive with this, this technology company on the West Coast still four years later. And what happened as a result of, of me going through the training was that my boss went through the training and all of my employees have gone through the training. Now, that same boss who said, Candace, you're hitting your numbers, but you've got these soft skills to work on has promoted me twice. Every member of my employee, all, every one of my employees has been promoted since. And he said most recently in his review of me in January, your vulnerability is your superpower. <laughs> this is something you would have never said to me before going to this training. And so, so it really opens your eyes to, wow, there's an entire side of my personality that I have just closed off for some reason. And that's really like, unlocking that is what unlocks, you know, the, the future, what unlocks potential and what unlocks your next level. Yeah, I, I, knowing you well, um, it has been an amazing to experience the new incredibly powerful, fully dimensional, I, I think is maybe a, a, a good term. Um, one of the things I want to talk about here, and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to form the question, so I'm going to ask the question kind of uglyly, if that's a term, <laughs> is the, how do you introduce this kind of training into a corporate environment? How to, you know, if, if you're, if you're speaking right now to our listeners, 
And our listeners are primarily made up of training professionals, HR people, operations mm -hmm. people. You know, how do you, you know, how do you, you invite everybody to go at one time? How do you, how do you start? Where, where, where's the beginning? Yeah. So there's, there's really two paths that you could take if you're, if you're in the training space or if you're in the corporate environment. So the one path is that you could bring the training into your, your team. So you could bring it into your management team. And so, so you, like, for instance, my current company said, we would like to bring this into to 50 of our, of our mid to high level managers and do it with them all at once. That is absolutely a way that we can do this training. There, it's not necessarily the highest and best use though. So the highest and best use of the training is to actually invite, let's say five of your, of your employees into the, the larger training environment at a time. What this does is it puts them in an environment where they actually are with a bunch of people they, they, they don't know as well. And what we typically do is with, with teams of people who are coming in from the same employer, we've done this with New Balance Shoes, we've done this with High Good Hotel Groups. So when, when a number of employees are coming in, we place them on different teams within the same class so that all of their interactions are actually with people that they don't know. This allows them to really open up, to, to be honest, to be vulnerable in ways that they may not be with their coworkers. And so, and, and then ultimately, as they're, as they're going through the four-month curriculum, they all come together as a team. And those five employees are working super well together by the end of the four months, but they're doing so in a way that they feel that they have the privacy that they need in order to be vulnerable through, you know, through those first few weeks. You know, I, I, I love what you're saying, and, and I've experienced it. I've watched it happen that way, mm -hmm. and, and uh, it, it's amazing. But I, I'm actually going to give it a slightly different answer. Great, go for it. Which is unusual for me because I don't generally answer for my guests, but is to start with yourself. Yeah. Right? To go through the program yourself so that you can see the impact it has on you so that you can then bring it to the rest of the organization. Um, and it's interesting. So, so one of our, one of our trainers and my co-founder of Boston Breakthrough Academy, Michael Strasner, what he often says is that I go through this, this tra this training and my family transforms. So, so it's interesting that like one person goes through and you see everyone around you transform. It happens the same in a corporate environment. So when I went through this training, as I mentioned to you, all of my employees got promoted just because I went through the training. And yeah. so, so, so essentially I was, I was using the skills that I was, you know, that I had learned in this, in, in this training environment in my workplace. And then as a result, everyone wanted to come to the training afterwards. Um, so it was, it was a great, it was a great way for them to see firsthand the impact of the, of the tools. Yeah. I, I, I think um, what you're saying is, is true is when you transform, when you change, when you become more vulnerable, when you become more empathetic, your entire relationship with everybody, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your friends, everything ripples, everything in a, in a, in a very positive, in a very positive way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's interesting when I first thought about this training and when I first went through the training myself, I literally went for myself. I didn't think about it from a, 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 a business perspective. Uh, but then it dawned on me because I had a belief that I now know is a false belief. But my belief was you couldn't you couldn't change personality. And I don't mean like the core personality, but you couldn't change how, if somebody uh, had negative self-beliefs, they were permanently ingrained by the time they were 30. Mm. That it was, 
useless to try to overcome or help somebody get to that next level because you know from being a little kid somebody said you weren't good enough and that limiting belief that i'm not able or i'm not smart enough all you know i mean essentially essentially you know we're all trained by society i mean the life is training right mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all trained by and that there's just no way to get past that and then i learned that i was completely wrong mm-hmm. uh, and maybe speak a little bit into that and why uh, emotional intelligence training can help relieve people of a lot of their, uh, you know, we'll, we'll call it baggage that holds them back. Sure. Yeah. So, so it's interesting, you know, some people would, would come forward with the tenant, like once cheater, always a cheater or something like that. You hear that often. And what's interesting is that's actually not true. That's actually not true. So um, we, we, often, we often talk about the observer effect in quantum physics. And so the observer effect is simply that if you add an observer to a, a situation, you can change the trajectory of that situation. That's the same thing with behavior. So if you have someone who has historically been angry or easily triggered, um, if you bring them into an environment where they can see very clearly from a multiple number of directions that they are easily triggered and they're getting that feedback often, it forces them to take a hard look at why. Why am I so triggered? What is it about every situation that triggers me so much? And it often takes them back to something in their childhood. You mentioned it. So, so you know, it's something in our early years. We weren't born this way. You, you weren't born easily triggered. Something happened in your childhood, your middle school years, high school. Something happened where either you were bullied or, you know, some, or, or someone cheated on you or something where, where instantly, suddenly, okay, now I've, I've, everyone like this person is going to treat me the same way. So we develop these stories over life. What we do in this training is we say, first of all, we give you feedback about what is showing up for you. So, you know, um, I'm not sure if I can say this on your show, but if one person calls you and asks, say thank you, if if multiple people call you and ask, buy a saddle. So so essentially what this training does is it allows multiple people to see you from multiple different directions that didn't know you before and to give you feedback about how you're showing up. And you're like, wow, I had no idea. The feedback I received was you don't trust. You don't trust people. I knew I was angry, but I didn't know that I didn't trust anybody. That was a wake up call for me. And then I got to spend several weeks, several weeks saying, okay, what is it about these situations that I don't trust? And it was going all the way back to my mom and dad that got divorced when I was five. And it was about that. So, so something that was from my childhood, I was carrying with me every single day. So once I was able to identify where it's coming from, then I was able to say, I'm going to choose to trust every single day. I'm going to choose to trust every single day. And by choosing to trust, it, it gave me an opportunity to change the way that I responded or reacted to every situation. And so this is very common in human behavior. Yeah, and what you're saying, and another, I think another way to say it is that we constantly look at the world to reconfirm what we already believe. Mm-hmm. And so consequently, these beliefs become deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and now what I really wanted to do is maybe shift as to why the program's four months long. Yes. And because I think this is really critical you know, I, I'll just share a story. Uh, one of the people in the training department that I, I used to manage would say that somebody would send somebody to training and ask them to fix something. And then go, you want me to fix somebody in a day that you haven't been able to fix in five years. Um, and so why, why don't you talk about why the training? It, what, please talk about why the training. Yeah, for, and, for and you just mentioned something important that I also just want to speak to for a moment, which is fixing people. So um, what I would say is that VBA is not for people who need to be fixed. 
So if you're, if you're like, you know, we, we generally are working with adults whose lives are working and who are looking to level up. So they're clear on where they want to go. They just know that, that they don't know how to get there. So if, if you're really struggling with an employee, there's probably some other trainings they get to have first before coming to BBA. So BBA is typically for, you know, mid to high performers. Um, now with that said, why is it four months? So, you know, I, I've gone to every training under the sun. So you see Berkeley, like you name it, I have, I have done it. And I like, I love tools for my toolbox. I have never met a training that I didn't like. Um, but what I would say is many trainings are kumbaya weekend. And what I mean by that are kumbaya couple of days. So I go in, I learn some amazing skills. I, I feel amazing at the end of that day or two. And then I go home and I go back to my old ways of being, you know, I, I don't actually go to the gym and, and exercise the muscle. What we're doing at BBA is we're teaching you how to exercise the muscle by building habits. And there are multitude of studies that talk about how long it takes to build or break a habit, but the longest of those is 120 days. And so what we do at BBA is we create a space for 120 days for our students to come in and build and or break behaviors, build and or break habits. And so that they can actually take that into their life for the next 20 years. So I, I'm going to ask the question I know everyone listening to is, is four months is a very long time. Mm -hmm. How does that actually input, impact their work? How much time is it that is away from the office and how, how does that actually work? Because I can't afford to give up somebody for four months. Of course, of course. So, um, so this is not, this is not four months, eight hours a day. Um, so this is, this is actually most of our trainings are done. All of our trainings are done over weekends. So, um, so the first weekend it's over, it's five weekends over the course of four months. And the first weekend is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yes, they're taking one day off work on Friday. The second weekend is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then the leadership weekend, which are the last three weekends begin at like seven o'clock on Friday night. So they can work a full day. So you're really actually giving your employee up for three days over the course of, of four months. Um, and then what they're doing, and then there's modules that they're taking, but they're, they're typically evening, evening calls that they're taking like one hour a week um, in between. And the modules are really for them to learn concepts. The weekends are for them to apply concepts. So they're applying the concepts in the training room, and then we send them back out into the world to practice those concepts in their workplace. Um, so you'll actually be seeing the results while the while your employee is going through the training, um, and they'll be in the office actually practicing those skills. I appreciate the answer because I do think that if you're really looking to make a massive change, it's got to be a very comprehensive program. And I, you know, I've been to Tony Robbins, love Tony Robbins, like you. I have mm -hmm. walked on fire, really, really cool. And I enjoyed it. And I've done a few things, other things with Tony Robbins here, there, but I totally agree with you. You've, you've got to build the muscle. You got to, you got to work, you got to work on the muscle. Um, so let's, I'm trying to think of the right question here to ask. What is the best way to approach or talk to an employee about going through a program like this? So it, it always starts with vision. So, um, so as I, as I talk to my employees and several of my employees now have gone through, every time I talk to an employee, I let them know, first of all, I'm really impressed with what you're doing and where you're headed. And I, and I, I spend time really getting clear on what's working for my employee. 
And then I talk to them about what I see as possible for them in the company long-term. So, you know, I could really see you going down the international path. I could see you moving down the management track, whatever that is. And then I ask them, what do they see for themselves? And, and, and I ask them like where they see themselves in the company or outside of the company, but I ask them to be honest with me. In fact, every one of my employees, they actually have write me a letter about what their vision is for their life. Once I know that, then I can say, okay, there are some things in the way. There's some things in the gap between where you are now and where you want to go. And I'm committed to getting you to that place. Are you, <laughs> are you committed? And as soon as I hear that employee say, I am committed, like, like, you know, I am committed and I will do anything it takes to get to this place in my life. And I, by the way, that could be personal or professional. Then I suggest that they do this training, but it's only when the employee is committed to their own growth that they're ready to do a training like this. Cause it is an investment for them of time. It's an, certainly a big investment for time. I, I also think, and, and I love what your answer was because I think your answer is, is totally dead on. It is all about vision. It's all about what they want to accomplish that, that someone going to the training has to literally want to go to the training mm -hmm. because if somebody is forced to go to the training, they're, they're, they're going to be looking for why this was a mistake. Yes. And, and, it's, and I actually have done both. So I sent an employee to the training who didn't want to go and he collected evidence. That's what I call confirming what we already know. He collected evidence that it wasn't going to support him. And, and that's what he created for himself. So, so you really want employees who are committed to their own growth, you know, who are already seekers, who are already like thirsty for growth, who are asking for feedback. These are the employees who will really benefit from a training like this. Yeah. No, 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 no doubt about it. Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. You know, I, I do a lot of these, Candace, and it's so different because I know so much about what you do <laughs> that, that, it, that it's like versus where I'm normally in like total curiosity mode when I'm doing the interview. Um, let's let's just take a, a moment and and discuss impact on the employee in 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 the, in the business and why companies do send people and how and how it can make change how it can make change it can have and i'll use the term ripple effect mm -hmm. so i you know obviously for people because i know the program know that i'm really setting you up because i know what a ripple impact this yeah. that the, the the training has and how just a few people going through the program can have a massive change on a company if you could maybe talk into that a little bit yeah, so so I'll, I'll give an example of, of um, a person on my team that I thought, okay, this person should totally do this program. So this is an, an entry level employee who um, who started off. He had he had a pretty large learning curve. He he got there he, eventually, but it it was it was a, it took him a while to get it. Um, but he has some really phenomenal soft skills. So like he he was like struggling in the beginning in his job, but he has great soft skills. And um, with the death of George Floyd this past spring. Um, we, my company had significant awareness conversations around um, diversity, inclusion, and what that meant in our workplace. And this particular employee 
became like the spokesperson for this cause in our company. He was an entry-level employee who became the spokesperson for diversity and inclusion. And he was articulate and he was thoughtful and he engaged everyone in the company. And it was like, we immediately saw him overnight. We were like, this guy is going to be a superstar in this company. And we just had never paid attention to him beforehand because he had been an entry-level employee. And so immediately I went to him and said, I see you being a massive contribution, not just to our company, but to the world. And I want to support you in getting there. And he was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And, and I said, you know, and I, and I recognize that no one's been taking you seriously because of where you were in the company. And I'm committed to that changing. And so, so as you see employees who, who are, who are at any level, but who are committed to being contribution, who are showing that they, that they really want to, to create a, 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 a better world than they were born into. Um, that's an opportunity for them to come through a training like this. And because what this does is it supercharges them being contribution. They come in first. And what I'll just tell you about the weekends, um, and I'll do this briefly, Evan. The sure. first weekend is all about me. So I go into the first weekend and it's all like, it's like investigating my navel. I'm going to learn all about myself. So I'm going to learn about, you know, what is it that I want out of life? I'm going to learn what's holding me back. Um, but it's all about me. The second weekend is all about team. So it's all about how do I interact with a team? How do I play team? And, and how does it, how do I set this up so that everybody on my team succeeds? The third, fourth, and fifth weekends are all about being in contribution to the world. So it's a much, a much bigger, creating a much larger conversation. And so by the time your employees are coming out of this, not only have they taken themselves on and have they identified what gets to shift in them, they're committed to playing team and they also know how to be in contribution in the world. And that's what they're bringing back to your workplace. So that's what the ripple really is. Yeah. I, I love the way you describe the program. Um, I actually have never heard you describe it that way. And I thought that, it, you know, that, that is actually in essence what it, it, it is all about. Mm -hmm. um, let's just take a second here and just go through the the details so i mean people are listening people are curious yeah you know what is boston breakthrough academy how do people find you how do people work with you uh, that type of thing Yep. So um, Boston Breakthrough Academy um, is a leadership development training program. Uh, our website is bostonbreakthroughacademy.com. Um, and to interact with us, you can reach out to us on our website. Our phone number is on our website. You'll see my face pop up if you go to our website and you can send me a message and I respond to you directly. Um, and, and we interact with individuals. So, so we have many employees come to us individually. We also interact with employers. And so we can, we can set up corporate programs. Like I mentioned, we can set up a program where we come into your workplace. We can also set up a, a, you know, a, a, a scattered program where you're, you're sending employees in or you're coming in yourself. Um, but it, you know, we have training programs that are happening once every six weeks and every six weeks we have a new course beginning and that course is four months long. You know, I'm going to say something here because I think this is important because people are listening. And, and obviously, we're talking about corporate training here. But I would just say, if you just want to invest in yourself, right, mm -hmm. you don't have to, you know, this doesn't have to be about your corporation. Many people go just for themselves. I went for myself. I didn't go for my company, uh, ended up kind of shifting. 
that if you're listening to this and you want to, you know, you want to get to the next level in work, you want maybe, you know, maybe, you know, you have an entrepreneurial spirit, but you've been held back, uh, whatever it is, this is a, you know, something for you to consider for yourself. Um, and I, I think that that's, you know, maybe an, an important message. Uh, it's interesting whenever I talk to people who are in between opportunities, yeah. I always, you know, I, you know, you always get this, like, I'm in, um, what's that word? Uh, transition? Uh, not transition. I'm uh, the opposite of abundance. Um, scarcity? Scarcity. Thank you. <laughs> I'm in scarcity, so I don't want to spend money to go to training. Uh, but what I say to people is there's no better way to look and find and discover what you really want to do in life to get the energy, get the support to help you find that job and the dividends are, 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 are huge. So I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to point, point that out. Um, and there, so, and there, there are two, Evan, there are, there are three different types of students who really find their way to a program like this. Either um, you, you know, you know where you want to go and you recognize that your tools won't get you there. So that's one set of students. Another one is in transition, new job, new family, new baby, or you just retire, divorce, that type of thing. Or finally, someone's feeling stuck. Like you're just stuck and you can't figure out how to get unstuck. That is, that is a very common uh, scenario for, for people who are coming through. Cause they're like, I used to have the fire and the passion, but I don't know what happened to it. And I'm stuck now. And we, we support people in unsticking themselves. You know, it, it's interesting because people go, do you have any regrets about the training? And I go, yeah, I wish I did it 30 years earlier. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, my uh, my middle son went through the training uh, when he was like twenty twenty one. I'm not sure exactly where. Uh, hugely life changing for him, and you know he was a professional freestyle skier, um, but once he went through the program, his uh, willingness to really embrace this, and then he got into the X Games and he and you know, and started doing movies and, you know, and, and things that he attributes uh, to having the confidence to step up and speak for himself uh, rather than let, and I say this because he's a terrific person, but he was very humble mm -hmm. and being humble is a great thing, but if you don't have the ability to advocate for yourself, yeah, then you're, you know, you're not going to achieve what you need to achieve in life. So this allowed him, I think, to create great, great balance. So, you know, I, it's, I don't think it's different than your three, but I would just add sooner is better than later. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and and what, we, what we always say at BBA is that life is now. So, um, so, you know, it, it, why, why wait until Tuesday when life is now? And, and what, what is it that you're putting on the back burner in your life? Whatever is in the way of you doing a training like this is the reason to do it. So if you're saying, oh, I couldn't do it because my kids, your kids are the reason. They deserve to have all of you. Or I can't do it because of the money. The money is the reason because you're consistently holding yourself back financially. So, so we always say what's in the way is the way. Yeah. So anyhow, how do, how do they reach you? Yeah. So, so there's two ways to reach me. The first is on our website at bostonbreakthroughacademy.com. Um, and like I mentioned, you'll, you'll see my face and you can, you can send me a message. The other is you can email me at info at bostonbreakthroughacademy.com. And that comes directly to me. And, um, and I'm happy to, uh, set up a time to, to talk with you and to set up a consulting appointment. Uh, that would, that would be great, which brings us to the offer, which I think you just about said. 
but I know you have an offer and what would that offer be? Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to offer a free 30 minute uh, consulting appointment for you and your team to talk through what this training could do to support you. Um, I'm also willing to offer, happy to offer a 15 minute coaching call for you or one of your key employees. Um, so this is, this is really where, where we, we really support people getting clear on what they want and getting clear on what is the number one thing that's in their way. And being a person who has been coached by Candace, it's amazing what she can do in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I think sometimes coaching longer is ineffective. I mean, you, you really know how to get to the heart of, of, of a situation. Candace, I know we're talking a lot about the academy and emotional intelligence, but one of the things I pride myself on the show is that everyone listening to the show gets to have something that they can take with them and actually do themselves, mm -hmm. that they don't need you and sort of like a gift to the audience. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are interested in what you do, but what kind of gift could you give them where they could practice emotional intelligence or do an exercise of emotional intelligence themselves? Yeah, so, so this is a fun, easy and, and uh, simple exercise that will take less than a minute, literally less than a minute for you to practice in your life. And this is an exercise for shifting a behavior. So Evan, what is an example of one behavior that you'd like to shift as an example? I, I would like to be better at eating. I'd like to be able to stop myself eating. Okay. All right. So, so, so better at overeating. So, so, so that means eating less. So what typically triggers you to snack or eat more than you want to eat? Honestly, it's a behavior I learned from my father. Mm -hmm. And I adore my father. And I have overeaten with him many a time. And it brings me back to that feeling. But So are you like a snacker or do you just eat large meals? I'm more of, I eat large meals. I'm more okay. like I finish my plate because my mother told me that they're starving children in, in Asia and. Okay, great, awesome, this is helpful. So, okay, so, so first thing to do in this exercise is to identify your trigger. So in this particular instance, Evan, your trigger is likely it's dinner time. It's a meal time and you're picking up the plate. Okay, so that's the trigger. It's like, okay, every time it's dinner time and I'm picking up my plate, my tendency is to fill it or to, to do seconds or thirds. So that's so my trigger is, it's dinner time and I'm picking up the plate. My typical behavior is to either fill the plate or get seconds or thirds. Now you think of what is one thing that I can do that will take less than 60 seconds to complete that is a shift in behavior. So what's one thing you could do rather than fill the plate or take seconds or thirds? I could start with a much smaller plate. Yes, so, so you just go to Amazon and buy yourself smaller plates. Like, honestly, that's one thing you can do that takes less than 60 seconds. And so each time it's dinner time, you're like, okay, I have a smaller plate. So I'm going to eat like, you know, two thirds or a half as much as I usually do. And that adjusts your behavior long-term. So as I have smaller plates, I don't even need to go to Amazon. Okay, great. Or you can, yeah, sorry, but the action is I pick a smaller plate. So then yeah. I, at the time I get my smaller plate. So the, the behavior is identify your trigger, identify what the typical behavior is, and then choose one act that will take less than 60 seconds that will, that will trigger some, a new behavior. Okay. So this was excellent one-on-one -on -one coaching. <laughs> okay. I'm a trainer and I want to do this with my, with a group of people. Maybe mm -hmm. we'll start with the, the training department. Mm -hmm. um, how would you do the same exercise 
in a group fashion. So, so it's, it's a similar situation. So you would ask everyone in a journaling exercise to journal what is one trigger that often comes up for them. So mine is when my husband says, ah, I don't like that idea. So I have lots of ideas. My husband doesn't like my idea. So, so I would write down when my husband says he doesn't like my idea. My typical behavior is to snap and to get angry or defensive. And one action I can take instead that's less than 60 seconds is to say, tell me more. Now, now, when you're in a training environment or you're in a group with, of 20 people, you just ask them to write it down, to, to journal each of these three exercises. And then you ask them what one action they can take today based on that journaling. So just to summarize for my audience mm -hmm. is you ask the same questions you just asked me, you have mm -hmm. them journal, but then at the end, and I think this is an important uh, thing, is you ask them to share what that change is that they're willing to commit to so that they have publicly put it out there so that maybe later someone might check up like i know you you're going to ask me if i'm using smaller plates um, <laughs> exactly and and as, as a trainer you could say and tomorrow you're going to come back in and you're going to share with this team what it was that you shifted what was that action so accountability is important uh so candace as you know we always end the show with one tip and what would your one tip be for the uh for the audience so my one tip is actually a tip of if you're, if you're stuck so if you're stuck if you're stuck in a, a relationship or a conversation you notice there's a lot of tension the tip that i have is to write a letter from the other person's perspective to you about how they're experiencing you so that's my tip because i do this all the time i probably do it three or four or five, five times a day anytime i'm feeling stressed i write down a letter from them to me about how they must be experiencing the situation and then it helps me to actually break through that 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 stress really cool tip you've been a great guest thank you i want to thank the audience without you we would not have a show i want to thank my friends at the c-suite for sponsoring and being such great help putting together the show uh, and again candace thank you so very much Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.